Greetings in the wonderful name of Jesus. I'm so glad that you could join with me this evening. We are starting uh, a teaching series on prophetic by design. It's not just uh, modeled around teaching, but the idea is that there will be a sharing of information, there will be impartations, but also there will be practical lessons, tools that will be given to you that can help you to develop the prophetic gift that God has given you. Now let me this uh, at this introductory uh, message or this introductory session share with you some of the thoughts that led to this teaching program that I trust that we could run through the next few months with and uh, the different people that will be engaging on with us. Now I believe that the prophetic is a very powerful tool both for an individual's life and also for the life of the church. And so I'm going to speak to you about how um, one of the topics we're going to deal with is how to develop a prophetic culture within the house. This will be for leaders of, of, of churches and ministries and how they can inculcate a prophetic culture within the house. And how, what are the benefits? What is the importance of it? We, but today we want to just start off by just introducing why prophetic by design and uh, why the prophetic gift is such an important gift even to the body of Christ. We understand, I'm not saying this is the only gift. I'm not saying this is the, the most important gift. I'm not highlighting the gift, but I want us to get a better understanding of the prophetic. You know, over the years, uh, that we've grown up, I've, I've realized that the prophetic has sometimes been used uh, wrongly. There's been manipulation, there's been deception, but I believe that there is a responsibility on us to restore the authenticity and the genuineness of the office of the prophet. Amen. And so this is where, where we want to start the conversation today. Uh, today I'm just laying a foundation in the weeks coming we're gonna begin to talk about next week about that God still speaks and uh, so so tune in on a weekly basis on a Monday evening at 7 p.m. I want to continue this conversation so it's not gonna be long we're gonna try and stick to about half an hour but I want to give you a, a strong foundation of understanding the prophetic so that there would be it will hopefully clear up some misinformation, some misunderstandings around the prophetic and also demystify what the prophetic is. And uh, I believe that in the days that we are living in, that God is calling us to be equipped and to equip the body of Christ to be able to do the work of the ministry. So this is what the, these uh, sessions are going to be about. It's going to be times of impartation, times of teaching, times of trusting God for activations and stirring up an understanding and a desire to function in the prophetic. Now, all of us know that God is deliberate and intentional in everything that he does. Amen. So as we look at our lives, we would see that there are different expressions, different experiences, 
that has led us and shaped us to who we have become. Now, I personally can attest to the divine hand of God shaping and molding me into the man of God that I've now become. And I want to share with you some of the secrets, some of the experiences, some of the encounters that has helped shape the gift even in my life. Now, I know uh, long before even I became aware of the prophetic gift being evident in my life, um, the gift was already manifesting. But I didn't understand it very much. And if you anything like me, sometimes due to our cognitive leanings, we can sometimes stifle the gift. When I mean cognitive leaning, some of us try to make logical sense and work things out mentally before we can accept it or before we can speak it. And due to this, even in the earlier parts of my ministry, I stifle the gift. Now, the Lord holds us accountable for stifling the gift. And therefore, I pray that as we get greater understanding, as we get greater insight, it will begin to develop our confidence to begin to operate in the gift of the prophetic. We should also have a desire for the gift of the prophetic. Let me, let me just share with you a scripture as we, as we lay a foundation today. In 1 John chapter 1, verses 1 to 4, it says, That which was from the beginning, which we heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, which we have, our hands have handled, the word of life, for life was manifested, and we have seen it, we bear witness, and we show you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifest to us, that which we have seen, heard, we declare to you, that also we may have fellowship with us, Truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you, that your joy may be full. So John is beginning to speak. But John is speaking from the point and saying, What I share with you is not just information that I got from someone else. He says, that which I've seen, I've heard. I've handled the word of life. He speaks about his encounters with Jesus. He speaks about the, the, the testimonies and the, the, that he, he witnessed manifest before his eyes. He says that we handle, that's what I share with you. Now this is very important. All, every generation has a responsibility to share what God has done in their lives through their lives with the next generation. So that's what John is doing. He's saying, he's saying that which was from the beginning, which I heard, I've seen with my eyes, my ha hands have handled, I share with you. Now this is why, what the prophetic by design uh, through this series, I endeavor to do. I endeavor to expose you to information, to teachings, that can begin to build you up. Much of what I've seen personally through 
personal manifestations right before my eyes, I want to share with you so that your faith can also be built up in the Lord. Now, this is not something that we take for granted because it is a responsibility on us to share. Now, John reminds us that we all have experienced a measure of the manifestation of God in our lives. And he continuously challenges us that, in our that from our generation to the next to share it. God's intervention and involvement will be seen in every generation. From creation up until now, we have the responsibility to chronicle, that means to write down, and to relate our encounters with God. So this is what, what prophetic by design is. It's going to be conversations, it's going to be encounters, uh, it's different people coming and sharing what God has in store. And uh, so let us go uh, and uh, we're gonna, I'm going to look at another portion of scripture from the book of Numbers chapter 11 that really lays a foundation of what God's desire for all of us is. Now, the first thing that I want you to understand is the key to the prophetic, to operating in the prophetic, is faith. You cannot operate in the prophetic without faith. Now, this is a very important key because all of us have to develop the aspect of our faith level because we speak according to the measure of faith that we have. Now, what is the prophetic? The prophetic is purely based, and this is a very simplified version. Over the next few months, we're going to hear more and more information. But this is a simple, simple statement. The simple statement is hearing the voice of the Lord and speaking the word of the Lord to someone else or to some, to some into a certain situation. So it's hearing the voice of the Lord and speaking the word of the Lord. That's what the prophetic basically is. Now, I want you to understand it is not speaking our own thoughts. It's not speaking our own ideas or desires. It's speaking that which has been impressed upon us by the Lord. Now, often the question would be, and if you like anything like me, I'm going to ask questions. Every time I, I, I think about something, I think in question form. The question form is, how do I now know that this is a thought that has come from the Lord? A basic rule of thumb for myself personally is that it is any thought that did not have its origins in my own self is from the Lord. I know, you, you know how you think, you know how you shape things, but there are some things that God reveals to you. And when you know it is the, the word from the Lord. Now this is very important to know, and we'll talk about this in the weeks to come, is after we hear the word of the Lord, how to share it, how to speak it. So don't let's not run ahead of ourselves. So we understand that words are important, that God speaks to us, we communicate it, via the word. So words are very important to God. Therefore, 
when God baptizes you with the Holy Spirit, a, there is an impartation that takes place. That means you get inspired, which leads you to an activation. That means where you begin to speak the word. That means at the baptism of the Holy Spirit, there's inspiration. There's an impartation of the gift and, and the graces of God into your life. But as you begin to speak the word, as a prophetic gift, as you begin to speak the word, that's the activation of that word. Now, the prophetic word and be laying a foundation basically must contain three basic or essential elements. The first element is that every prophetic word must edify. That means it must build the person up. Secondly, it is to exhort. That means to encourage the person. And thirdly, to comfort. That means it must bring solace, it must bring peace. These are the very three very key essential elements to the prophetic to any prophetic word. It must edify, must exhort, it must comfort. It must meet these three criteria in order for it to, to be a prophetic word. Now, these are not the only criteria, but these are the three essential criteria. Now, over the, the, the weeks and the months, as, as I said, as we're going to dialogue around the prophetic, I don't assume to be an authority. I don't assume to be uh, the only voice speaking this. There are many great teachers. I've actually been mentored by uh, uh, Prophet John Panika, and uh, he's a great man of God, and, and hopefully we'll have him share a few sessions also with us. But I want you to know there are also many people that are teaching on the prophetic. So this is just another resource, and I'm going to share according to a lot of what I've encountered and experienced in the prophetic. So there's much more information and we can share that as we continue. But I promise that we're going to go to Numbers chapter 11 and uh, I want to start there today because we're speaking about how words are important to God and so the prophetic is, a, as, is one of the tools that God uses to begin to speak the prophetic word. We all know that God is the original prophet. Starting in the book of Genesis, the Bible says, in the beginning, God created. How did God create? The next verse goes on, and he said, God said, let there be. God said, let there be. All throughout creation, the way God created was he spoke. And so as God speaks, so that's the element of the prophetic, and we'll deal with that as well. In the prophetic, there is a creative grace. There is an anointing that is able to create. And now, this is important. We've just come out of a week of fasting, and we've had different men and women of God share the word of God with us about how we be built up in the most holy faith. And one of the aspects that Dr. Fuller touched on is being able to create an atmosphere in which we live in by the words that we begin to speak. And he related it back 
to how God speaks. And I want you to understand the same grace that is in our Heavenly Father is in us. How do we know this? When God created all of, of creation, he began to speak and it became. He said, let there be birds of the air. Let there be fish of the sea. Let there be animals. Let there be vegetation. But when God, when it came to man, God began to form man out of the dust of the earth. And, how, and then the Bible says, and God breathed into man. That means the very breath of God begins to become the life force of Adam. The first man that God breathed into Adam, the breath of life. That that which was sustaining the Father, God the Father himself, now begins to sustain man. And so the same creative grace that was in the Heavenly Father is imparted, imputed into Adam. And Adam is able to speak. I'm here to say to you that as you speak, this is why the prophetic is such a, a powerful tool. That's why it's a tool, that, uh, it's an area of ministry within the church that is greatly under attack. Remember one thing is that no one ever counterfeits something that has no significance. You would only get a counterfeit of a genuine, authentic something. That means uh, many of us know, you know, with, 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 with buying sneakers and buying tackies and, 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 and buying these, these casual shoes like your Nike, and you don't find people counterfeiting a no-name brand. They always counterfeit something that is authentic, something that is genuine, something that has a value. And we often, even with the prophetic, we have ex encountered counterfeits. The reason is because the, the genuine exists. Amen? So uh, let, let, let's go to Numbers. Numbers chapter 11, verse 29. And Moses said unto them, Envious thou for my sake. Would, I would to God that all of the Lord's people were prophets. And that the Lord would put his spirit upon them. Now let, let me explain the backdrop of this, this portion of scripture. The portion of scripture in the book of Numbers chapter 11. Is that Moses was sitting over. Israel from, from morning to evening judging over different matters and upon the advice he, they said to him it is not good for you to sit from morning to evening judging over, over the matters we pray that God will begin to raise up others so Moses in his encounter with God will begin to, to engage God on this matter. And God will say to him to choose 70 men on whom God was going to take off the spirit that was in Moses and place it on them so that they would be able to judge over the matters just as if Moses was, was judging over the matters. Now, understand this. God's instruction was 
He's going to duplicate the anointing that was upon Moses to be upon the 70 others. But there were certain things that had to be done. That means they had to gather the 70 to the tent of meetings, which was outside of the camp of Israel. And then Moses, before that, would list the names of the 70 on a tablet, on a scroll, and he would write down the names of the 70. And when they gathered there, then the Lord said to them, Now gather the 70 to the tent of meetings, which is outside the camp, and I will, I will begin to anoint them. Now this is important. What did God say? God said, in that portion of scripture, I will take of the spirit of Moses, of your spirit, and put it on them. God didn't say, I'm going to anoint them with another spirit. Now this is where, this is very important. It may seem like a minor detail, but this is very important. The importance is that even within the local house, when God begins to give gifts and activations, which will benefit the local house, he doesn't bypass the leadership of that house. When you find that there are giftings and graces, and this has often happened, and this is why the, the, the prophetic has been given such a bad reputation, is because often when people find the gifts beginning to be flow in their lives, they, they lose all respect for their spiritual covering over their houses. Now God said, I will take up the spirit of Moses and place it on them. They were going to exact the role of Moses in the nation. And so God said, I will anoint them to strengthen his hands. The gift that God gives you is to strengthen the hands of your leader and the local house to which you belong. I want to emphasize this. Do not break rank. Stay within the local house. Serve within the local house. God has given you a gift. Don't find other expressions of it unless the Lord has said to you. Don't just say the Lord told me, but begin to develop this. What happened was, God said to, to Moses, gather the 70 to the tent of meetings and the and if you read the account, the spirit of the Lord began to come upon them. And when the spirit of the Lord began to come upon them, they began to prophesy. The Bible said they prophesied from the morning right till the evening. They were prophesying amongst themselves. In the, That means there was so much of the grace of God upon the life of Moses that 70 others could not contain the measure of the anointing that was on the life of Moses. Wow! What a word! What a word! You do not know. That's why when, when God places a gifting and a grace in your life, it's not just for you. You're the container. God was showing Moses he's the container. And as he imparts to others, others will be stirred up with, the, with that gift. So they prophesied for the whole day. But the amazing thing was, 68 of them were at the tent of meetings. There were two that were still in the camp. But because they were on the list, they were named amongst the 70, 
the spirit of the Lord fell upon them whilst they were on the camp, in the camp of the Israelites. And whilst they were in the camp of the Israelites, they began to prophesy. Now word, a messenger came back to Joshua. And Joshua, who was the servant of, of, of Moses, brings the message back to Moses. And he said, and they said to Moses, they said, why don't you stop Eldad and Medad? These two gentlemen that did not come to the tent of meetings, now they're prophesying in the camp. He says, why didn't you stop them? Because they should have been here, but they're prophesying there. And this is when, this is when we come to verse 29, when Moses begins to respond. And, and Moses says, do you envy or are you careful for my sake? Do you feel that this is taking away from who I am? I want to encourage every leader, every pastor, when we develop people within our local houses to exercise the gifts that God has placed in them, it would not take away from us. But like Moses, it will lift the burden. It will share, it will bring more grace into the house. So when you stir up, when you activate other people to function in their giftings and in their callings, God will begin to help establish and build the house. So Moses was saying to him, said, Joshua, don't be worried for my sake. I am not intimidated that God is using them to prophesy. He goes on further and he says, a word to God that all of God's people were prophets and that the Lord will put his spirit upon them all. In the Old Testament, only upon the ones that the Spirit of the Lord came upon were able to prophesy. Now this was even long before Joel would later on come and says, and in the last days, God will pour out his Spirit upon his sons and upon his daughters. They will begin to prophesy. Old men will dream dreams. Young men will see visions. This was a prophetic word in the book of Numbers. People were operating in the gift. I want you to understand the gift of prophecy, the gifts of the Spirit was not only in the New Testament. It was activated long time. And, and Moses, long before the prophet Joel, will make the mention a word to God that all of God's people were prophets. This is a burden on my heart. That there will be a molding and a shaping of another generation of those that will operate in the prophetic. I pray over the next few weeks that you will begin to engage with the information. You, if there's other friends and family that wants to listen in, that they can also be shaped, even our young children. Today, there's not much done in local houses to encourage pe people and even our youth and our, and, our young, and our children to begin to prophesy, to begin to activate and stir up the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But I pray, because we're living in unprecedented times, and only the Spirit of the Lord 
and the gifts of the Spirit being stirred up in our hearts is going to awaken us to the, to the lifestyle of the kingdom, to the kingdom life that God has for us. And I pray that the next generation of church that is growing up will grow up knowing the Spirit of God, the move of God, the gifts of the Spirit. They will have it inculcated and developed in their lives. From a young age, our children will, will grow up with a desire, whether from Sunday school, they would grow up with a desire to have the gifts of the Spirit demonstrated. You know, the challenge that we are dealing with today is the challenge of humanism. Secular thinking, where cognitive intellectual thought is celebrated over revelation, is celebrated over the active gifts of the Spirit. Now, I'm not saying one is better than the other. But I'm saying to us that God has given gifts to the body of Christ. And we owe it not only to ourselves, but to the generations to come to encounter it. Many of us, even in my generation, have had their importance, have been shared with. And the importance of having the gifts was really shared with us. But today, not much of it is shared within the local church. I enjoy motivation. I enjoy tools that can give us, help us to overcome, and help us to experience success. But the true gift is the gifts that God has given. When Jesus ascended to heaven, he gave ministry gifts. He says, I will send the Holy Spirit. They're gifts that the Holy Spirit has for us. I pray that we will begin to stir up the gifts. Paul writes to the Roman church. He says, I, I desire to come to you that I may impart some gifts to you. I pray that we will build up and we will grow up in a culture of impartation. I pray that you are blessed today. Would you bow with, for me, with me for a word of prayer? I pray that you too will desire and also understand that you are prophetic, by design that inside the, your very spiritual DNA God has imparted and as building and knitting together a prophetic tapestry as you tap into that dimension may you speak as the spirit of the Lord leads you Father we give you the praise the glory and the honor I pray today at the outset of this teaching series, that you will begin to speak, you will begin to stir up. We pray that lives of people will be changed, that even, Father, that more than just information, there will be impartation and activation. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, good night. God bless you. we see you next week, Monday, same time. Same place. Be encouraged.